Hello and welcome to another podcast relating to the Two Minutes from Home series where Decibel New Music commissioned 22 minute audiovisual pieces. My name's Kat Hope, I'm the Artistic Director and Flute Player in Decibel and today I'm talking to Thembi Sadell about her piece Let Go of Control. Hi Thembi, nice to Hi. have you here. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Hi, <laughs> here on our podcast and um You've made a piece for us called uh, Let Go of Control. So can you tell us a little bit about, about that? Okay, where do I start? My brain is always a bit of a um, mess of ideas. So if I get confusing, let me know. Um, the way I started working on this piece was, you know, you had the two minutes from home idea and um, I wasn't really sure. It's always difficult for me with instruments because I don't really know how to write for instruments in the... Like I hear them and I think of ideas of what to do with them, which is why I use the sampler because it's a great tool for that. But figuring out how to notate something is very confusing to me. So I was all like, I don't know where to start. What am I going to do? I thought, well, emotions are a thing I always work with. So I thought I'd ask you each, you know, as you know, I asked you each for an emotion. Just throw something at me that you're either feeling right now or want to explore or just something because I feel like everyone's going through stuff then didn't really know what to do with that from there either <laughs> um, because I, I was getting really stressed about it actually because I was just like I don't I don't know what to do um, I am really struggling in this time to do creative work so I was stressing 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 um, and then I was thinking to myself you know what Thambi let go of control <laughs> What kind of emotions did you get? Did you get a range of emotions or were they kind of all similar? I mean, there was a similarity. I think um, lots of green zones, I think, because I sent you guys a wheel that had like yeah. a colour wheel of emotions and um, the green, I think, is around the like fear. I, I mean, nobody actually said fear, but there are sort of, yeah. I, I actually can't remember off the top of my head. A few people didn't get back to me with ones. Um, some of them were more complicated, like gave me a fairly good picture of what was going on and all the like different kind of emotions that are happening. There was dismay, um, sort of what you'd expect. The spectrum of human emotions, except for much joy. <laughs> <laughs> did you use those in the process of kind of creating a score or did you use them as a kind of sound world design or, or did you not use them at all at the end? No, I, did, I mean, I did use them. There was a bit of like, because um, there was a bit of an expression of overwhelm, mm -hmm. um, that immediately sort of made me think of what do I do when I feel overwhelmed? And so the very first thing I thought about doing was actually getting one of you to do breath work because um, I have this breath pacer that I follow sometimes and I just follow that to help me get my body back into... Um, a vague state of calm as much as it can be so piece that was a little bit therapeutic perhaps basically I mean I did sort of um it did start to become a bit therapeutic it wasn't my initial aim but I was like you know yeah like let's help let's help people calm down but I'm also very bad at making calm relaxing music so I found that kind of funny whenever I try and do it it tends ends up being really tense and distressing maybe you could think of your music a little bit like acupuncture you know the <laughs> idea of it is like oh but then actually it helps. Right? <laughs> <Maybe>. <laughs> I mean, it definitely depends on the person, which is probably the same with acupuncture too. <laughs> yes. You mentioned that you found this, um, it's hard to be creative in this period. And obviously this, this project started um, 
in June. So, you know, for you and I who are in Victoria, um, you know, we've been in this lockdown. Well, I guess you're in regional Victoria, so it's slightly different there than in the city. But, you know, it's been going on for a while. What's what's happened to you through this period creatively? You're finding it um, increasingly more difficult to remain creative. And what is it, do you think, about this environment that's creating that situation? Yeah, I mean, I have found it difficult, although I will also admit I'm somebody who kind of has phases of creativity and then lots like long periods of not being able to. So, I mean, I was actually already in a pretty bad mental state before this all happened. So that was great. Um, it was like I, you know, finished my PhD, which was about trauma and suddenly went, oh, God, I've got all this trauma I have to deal with and um, started dealing with it through therapy, which is really helpful, but very intense. And then... I was actually in hospital when lockdown started. Mm -hmm. So I really wasn't in a creative headspace. Um, I was in a heal, like I was going through this process of like dealing with stuff. Lockdown happened. I was like, oh shit. Um, came back home, decided to just take time off and just be like, you know what? I'm going to paint my house and clean it up and do all that stuff. That was great. And I was like, started itching to get creative again, but I, I started trying and I just couldn't. Mm. I was really, really stuck, but I found having conversations with people sort of helpful, but yeah, I don't know, like I've got projects that I'm working on, but they're, I'm really struggling with them. I just, I get to a point and then I just feel, it's sort of like without outcomes or inter, like without being able to share stuff with people, it feels pointless. Oh, that, yeah, that's the kind of feedback circuit, right, that keeps you going, mm. but that response yeah. and discussion and like I think people often think that creative types if they're not one that they're, they're really selfish and they're just doing this stuff for themselves and particularly when you do stuff like I do that is very self-focused but it's really not about that is it's about connecting with people yeah so and like for me because connecting with people is hard in a typical sense but through creativity that's really uh, a fun way to do it but yeah it's, mm. it's hard right now and there's just no outcomes yeah, we were talking before about how um, people, you know, kind of bragging about how much they're getting done during this time because it's, you know, a good time to write your book or a piece of music. But isn't it, it's, it's like this unknown barrier, isn't there? There's something there that makes that difficult. It's just like everybody's stressed and, like, people think if you're all miserable, it's like artists are tortured and all that stuff so they can create. But, I, like, I'm not like that. If I'm stressed, I just can't make anything. And mm. I think... We're experiencing that on quite a, you know, global scale, actually. Yeah. But and what about, um, you know, your pieces are usually um, pretty long, I would say. So how did you go making a two-minute piece in, in this? Well, I mean, like I said, I was stressing about it. And then I went, you know what? How about you just have fun? <laughs> Let's, like, do something different here and have fun and see what happens. It's only two minutes. Not a lot can happen. So, yeah, I actually really enjoyed it. I think it was almost the perfect thing to do right now because <laughs> two minutes is not too much. Mm. I also, I loved working with the score player because I didn't know how to approach anything, but then I watched the video on how to work with it and realised, oh, I just draw a picture. <laughs> like, I draw a picture and then I put it into the score player and I can put audio with that picture. That is really fun. Because um, when I compose myself, I usually draw shapes and I, I follow shapes. So I was like, that's, that's what I can do. And also, like, um, having that two-minute 
time frame meant that I could just experiment, see what happened. It just felt like a lot less pressure and um, got me away from that slow evolution through time and instead what can happen quickly. And you say you, you normally, I'm interested in your process. So you say you usually draw shapes and then do you follow them as, you know, what elements do they um, describe when your music those shapes? It's a good question that's hard to um, answer. I mean, they're usually linear to some extent. I don't know, it's like I feel sound in shapes and those shapes then often become the dynamics of it, both in loudness and in um, like the volume of the sound, like how much depth it has. Um, yeah, and I may not necessarily start off drawing the shapes, but it's a process of kind of like playing around with the samples, seeing what they do, turning them into like drawn shapes to kind of just help me put it out somehow. So yeah, it's just kind of an interactive process like that. Does that make any sense? <laughs> it does, and I, I'm really interested in, I think shapes, um, it's interesting to hear you talk about dynamics, you know, loudness and density or texture and these other qualities and how shapes are really good at combining those two things, whereas mm -hmm. Maybe more traditional notations; those things are completely separate. They're quite different experiences, but the process when you make when you're composing them, they kind of interrelate, don't they? I mean, one of the things I like about your music is that you can have extremely intense moments that aren't really loud. Because mm. a lot of people would think, oh, you know, dense textures and volume, um, and I'm kind of interested in that. I like the way your music navigates that. Definitely that's the part that I enjoy playing with. And even back like, you know, when I was in primary school and was learning piano and how to read no notes and stuff, I found reading music really annoying. Mm. But what I loved playing with with the piano was just like the, yeah, that depth that you could get out of the sound. And the, I was very into that um, really loud and really soft and how could you get that sort of emotion to come out of it. Um, and I never liked doing it by sight. I always liked doing it by ear, much to my teacher's dismay. <laughs> she would like, can you just not listen first and just play from, from the score? And I'm like, no, I can't. <laughs> I don't want to either. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, why would I do it that way when it's so easy for me to just listen to what you play and then copy it? <laughs> um, and do we, you know, you've got an electronic part in your piece. Do you want to tell us a bit about that? How did you make that? I mean, I think the way I started making the piece was I just started going through my back catalogue of samples and just seeing what feels right. All I can remember is I found a kind of bassy sound I liked. <laughs> and, then, um, and then for some reason, I thought it would be really funny to sing in the middle of it. <laughs> so I did that and then I pitch shifted it and I... I don't know. I just kept trying to make myself laugh while I was composing. <laughs> so, I had a laugh while I was singing, so... Yeah, oh, that's good. <laughs> I'm, I'm interested to see the different singing approaches that. Uh, I really that... love Aaron's approach, which kind of has a bit of a like uh, death metal feel to it. <laughs> I had one last question, really, which is about the notion of community and, um, you know, what we did, what Decibel did um, is commission people we'd worked with before as a way to kind of support the community we had rather than kind of start a new one in this strange time. And I just wondered. Yeah, how, how have you gone with community? I mean, are you do you keep in touch with people over Zoom or um, have you felt that the community has come together during this time or is it fragmented? I'm just interested in your, your experience of other people during this time. 
I I always have a bit of a fraught relationship with other people anyway because I'm quite uh, reclusive. Um, I mean, I really liked that you did this piece because it did help me feel a bit connected to a community because I often feel like I'm not and mm. particularly in this time that's been exaggerated. But the flip side of that is I have actually been having meetings with new people that I sort of looking for new co collaborators. Um, that's how I've treated this time a little bit. And that's been nice because everybody's available. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's because, you know, people are not normally really busy with a thousand projects, but everyone's a bit more um, available. And so I have met a few new people and that's been interesting. And one of the projects I'm doing at the moment, which is a um, the Regional Arts Victoria F Fellowship, is about having conversations with artists. So... I'm starting to do that. I'm also very shy, so it's hard for me to um, get it started. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm, I'm sort of, if anything, I'm more in a community building space at the moment because normally I have the um, barrier that, because I experience a lot of pain and other things that make travel difficult mm -hmm. and participating in group things difficult. Um, it's actually a lot easier for me to be engaging through zoom with stuff and so it's nice that everybody's doing that at the moment and there are more opportunities to connect online it's actually pretty nice yeah definitely not the same there's so much you pick up from a person just through their like vibe for want of a better word and yeah there's so much communication that happens not through this weird format but um it is just nice I don't know as a somebody with a disability it's just it is an easier way to connect with people and I'm sort of hoping that now that everybody has this understanding of how things happen online that they're going to keep making some of these opportunities available because there are a lot of people that this is increasing access for so that's great yeah. great point thanks yeah. for taking time to talk to me today over this weird medium <laughs> <laughs> yeah well thanks for having me and sorry if I babbled a bit because that no, happens it, it was Great, and um, yeah, I look forward to um, actually look forward to playing your piece live as well. <laughs> I would be really curious to see yeah. how it goes. <laughs> Thanks, Mandy. Cool, thank you. Two Minutes from Home is a project initiated by the Disability Music Ensemble. It sees 22 minute online compositions commissioned for 2020. Each of these pieces engages with the Decibel Score Player, an iPad application that facilitates the network reading of graphic notation. Each commission results in an audiovisual outcome that can be found on our website, decibelnewmusic.com or vimeo.com forward slash decibelnewmusic. This project has been generously supported by the Australia Council for the Arts.